The Grace Chaser Podcast is a weekly show designed to uplift and inspire. You'll slow down, tune in, and nourish your mind, body, and soul. If you want to break cycles, change the rules, and heal the past, this is the show for you. Are you overwhelmed? Exhausted? Do you feel like you've lost your light? Or maybe you're just too busy taking care of everyone else that you don't even know how you feel or what you need. Through self-love, spirituality, sisterhood, and moon magic, you'll emerge from exhausted to empowered. Tune in each week as the Grace Chaser podcast reflects on navigating the journey of the day-in, day-out practice of staying in the light. Let's create the space for transformation and healing with a little magic sprinkled along the way. Hey, Grace Chasers, your host, Casey Marandino here. Today we have our Grace Chaser Sister Spotlight, which is a segment of the podcast where I will be interviewing fellow Grace Chaser sisters, and we get to learn all about them, their journey, and their magic. One of the pillars of grace in our community is sisterhood. Sisterhood is something I believe in strongly, and if you've been to any of my classes or events, you've witnessed this firsthand. I believe in community over competition. I believe in supporting your sisters, cheering them on, collaborating, and walking this empowered path together. Today, I have a very special Grace Chaser sister and friend of mine, Kendra Beavis, who will be sharing her light with us. Kendra, welcome to the Grace Chaser podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. This has been a long time in the works trying to coordinate our (laughs) schedules, Um, but that's just 2020. Yes. Everything (laughs) takes double as long. (laughs) Yes. So I would love for you to, you know, tell us a little bit about yourselves. I know some of our Grace Chasers already know you, but I'd like to kind of show you in a different light and share a little bit about your magic and kind of what you do. Thank you. So um, I always have trouble defining my or titling myself. Cause I feel it. And I, I'm sure that's something a lot of people have trouble with. Like, yeah, how do you, really. yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm Kendra. Mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just me. Yep. And I have like that weird name that not a lot of other, so I could just say just Kendra, like, yeah. Shit. And it works. <laughs> um, but I, I'm a mother, I am a wife. Um, but I, over the last I guess that I, I, I'm a CEO of a design studio. Um, we do branding and web design. Um, but I think my, I would say that my like favorite way to title myself is, um, like joy seeker because no matter what, um, avenue I'm going down, like I recently started a podcast that Casey was on, um, and I have plans on becoming an author and a speaker. Mm-hmm. So I just, the underlying theme of all of that is I kind of follow my gut and my heart and whatever it is that's going to be both profitable, mm-hmm. um, but also bring me immense joy because I, I don't want to spend my days doing things I don't want to do. Yeah. I love that. So it doesn't matter what hat you're wearing. The goal mm-hmm. is still the same. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So yeah. let's talk about um, your CEO hat first. Okay. Because I love that. <laughs> it sounds badass. Um, it you know, it's funny because I initially, when I, when I, I uh, started working in the city and I had a design job there and I was absolutely shocked that I hated working in the city because it would, had been my dream since I was a child, but like, sure. 
what do you know when you're, you know, 10 years old? Yeah. Um, the magic of the city isn't so magical when you have to go no. to work every day. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, yeah. So I, it, it, I'm like getting anxiety thinking about like making the train and, oh no, yeah. it's raining. I'm going to slip down the stairs in Penn station. <laughs> yeah. In my heels. Cause I forgot sneakers. Yeah. It was not what I had envisioned. And it was, it was, um, a point where I had to like, get really honest with myself and decide like, okay, do I continue down this path? Because it's what I told myself and what I told my everybody in my life that this is what I wanted to do. Or do I take a step back and make a different choice? And I think I struggled with that initially because I just felt like, well, that's failure, but actually it was not, it was very much discovering something about myself and course correcting. Mm. Um, So I left and started freelancing and I think one of the things that makes me successful in kind of anything I do is that I know I'm not going to let myself fail, Mm. let myself down. Failing is, I think, a different thing than um, course correcting. Of course, of course. So when I left to go freelance, I was sort of like a bulldog and I... (laughs) (laughs) I, um, contacted everybody that I've ever met in my life in a business sense. Um, cause I had interned and Mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, I'm doing this. Like, how can we work together? Um, and that worked, like I got a lot of work right off the bat. I, yeah. So that was really fantastic. And then I started contacting people that, um, I knew I could solve their problem. So Mm -hmm. back in, this was like in 2002, 2003, maybe. So how many years were you in, into this, into graphic design at this point? Um, well, I had a four-year degree and then I was freelancing during that time in college a little bit and then interning. And then I worked at, um, two jobs really after college. Um, the one in the city was the second one. Um, so I guess I was about four, two years in the workforce. Okay. Um, but you know, had had all this time to really understand it and know what yeah. you want. Yeah. Cool. So, um, I started contacting photographers because digital albums were not a thing at the time. Sure. And I loved layout and I knew that I could make these digital albums for them and provide this really unique service, which at the time wasn't, like I said, wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that led to, um, working with a photographer as a photographer. Wow. Yeah. He trained me. I'd had some photography classes in college and then he trained me to be his second. And that was so much freaking fun. I'm sure. What kind of like, was it like weddings or events? And I was so obsessed with brides and it was like very much in my world at that time. Cause it was my, I was getting married and, um, I started doing wedding invitations, but if I look back at like okay. all the things that I was creating, it was just stuff that I was really into and loved doing. Mm-hmm. And I was able to make a really sustainable business out of it. I was, to be very honest, carrying both my husband and my, my fiance and myself. Um, he had a really big problem with um, actually holding on to his money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was really the breadwinner all by myself, which was now looking back, I'm like, wow, that was a big deal. Yeah, definitely a big deal. And to be so like young and doing something that brought you so much joy. That's amazing. That's why I wasn't afraid because I, yeah. I loved it and I knew I was really good. And mm-hmm. I knew the people I was working with were referring me to the next person, to the next person. So awesome. even now, almost 20 years later, my entire business is referral based. That's so, amazing. Yeah. Every single relationship I have, it's because I served someone else well enough that they felt like they could recommend me to somebody they 
yeah, you know, we're involved with. That's, that's just got to make you feel so good. You know, like that's yeah. huge. That's a huge accomplishment. It was, it was really cool. And when I'd gone through my divorce, it was, um, what sort of allowed me to make that choice because, I knew I had to have financial stability and I knew I wanted to stay in my home. I sort of set these goals for myself. And I think we'll probably talk about this a little bit later. So I'll, I'll skirt through it quickly, but, um, mm -hmm. I, the being able to provide for myself financially allowed me to make, um, a comfortable choice to end a marriage that wasn't making me happy anymore. Um, yeah. and move on. Yeah. Well, again, you were searching for that joy right? Yeah. You were following your gut and your intuition. So this theme has been with you forever. Um, forever and following it and trusting it is so huge. And we talk a lot about, a lot about that with the grace chasers and, you know, um, the community of women that we have. And I think it's so important for women to just keep hearing that and to keep hearing success stories of women who've done it, yeah. left, left a job that they weren't happy at, you know, left a marriage that they weren't happy at. That's big. And, and you're still, you're happy now and you've, you followed your joy. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it is also like redefining what success is or mm -hmm. redefining your picture because yeah. in even, you know, you say, um, CEO in my head, a CEO is I'm sitting at the top of a boardroom at a, yeah. you know, a table talking to my team right. with this big fancy office and like huge graphics on the walls. Like that was my vision for what I wanted to build until I got to the point where I was starting to build that. And again, I had to look at it and I hated it. I yeah. hated managing a team. I really didn't like not being intimately involved with my clients. Mm -hmm. I, felt like I was out of the loop because my, my team was talking to my clients and there were messages that I didn't know that were happening. And it just, it wasn't what I wanted to build. And again, I was completely thrown. I had yeah. not pictured that. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of things that you need to think about, like what you want to build, but make it your own vision. Don't try and copy someone else because that works great for them, but it may not actually be what is going to work great for you. And we have that ability to build exactly very specifically what we want. Absolutely. For our career, for our relationships, everything. Mm -hmm. So tell us about what this actual CEO role looks like and the, and the vision you've built for it and what, you know, so it might not be in that big boardroom with that no. team, but tell us like, cause it probably brings you way more joy. It so does. So I have a remote team. Um, I have a digital assistant who is actually local and we do see, we used to see each other in the office all the time. Um, I'm closing my office uh, next week. The 17th wow. is my last day. Wow. Just because of 2020 or you realize you don't need it kind of well, thing? I told myself for the last 12 years that I've had an out office outside of the house that I was not productive at home, that I couldn't yeah. be productive at home. Uh -huh. And then when COVID hit and the kids were home. Well, mm -hmm. first we were in quarantine and now they're, they're remote learning. Yeah. I need to be here. And before yeah. I knew it, like I hadn't been there for three months and mm -hmm. it's not cheap to have an office that you're not sure. using. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, I did a lot of soul searching and I actually, um, Bianca actually helped me out quite a bit with oh, that too. <laughs> cool. Um, great for that. Oh, so good. And I decided I was going to close my office and the messages I were getting, I was getting were, um, that I was going to have even more growth working from home. And I have seen ridiculous growth since I'd made that choice. Awesome. Um, 
So I have my virtual team. We have digital um, communication all the time through like Slack mm -hmm. and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I am working with my clients on Zoom like every day. I'm talking with several of them. Mm -hmm. I think they feel even more connected yeah. um, because I have extra time. I'm not spending time driving back and forth or... Yeah. I always felt like very pulled to the office or pulled back home when I was there. Mm -hmm. So I, now I feel a lot more calm and peace. Um, and then when, you know, when things get a little bit more back to normal, um, that also looks like me being in other people's boardrooms, talking with their staff and training them and helping them yeah. and listening to what their issues are. Um, oh. And then creating plans. Like I, we just talked about a product launch, um, you know, that happened the other day, there's, there's so many different things that I'm doing every single day. And that's completely by design. I, I don't think of it as chaos. I think of it as just completely stimulating and intriguing. Mm -hmm. I love, I, ha oh, I always know what I'm going to do when something happens, but, um, I don't like consistency in that way. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's, it's, I love yeah, it's totally cool. It's totally, I never really know what's going to, you know, what's going to unfold that day. That's awesome. That's awesome. And like, even just monetarily, I feel like you probably freed up so much by letting the office go that like you can maybe invest in, you know, yourself or different, different things yep. that, you know, you know, will be able to help you grow. As yeah. Well. I've spent, um, I've spent a lot of time looking at things that I don't enjoy doing and how I can outsource them mm -hmm. and things that I do that I can make easier by implementing a system or automation. Mm -hmm. And another goal is to really perfect the onboarding experience for my clients because mm -hmm. what I have going on now is such an intimate experience and, and I charge that way. So they really yeah. need to feel not just served, but also like above and beyond yes. served. Yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. Sounds like we all need to hire you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So the next question I have for you is kind of like, what is the light? I mean, we talked about this a little bit, but what is the light that you want to share with the world? Like your mission or your magic? That you really can do anything you want. I think mm -hmm. it's, um, I, I talk to so many people who tell me like they're stuck or they can't make this change or talk themselves out of a change. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's really as simple as deciding what you want and creating that belief in yourself so that you can actually get there. Um, I mean, there's strategy and planning and of course all of that, but, um, really, I think it starts with believing that you can actually do that or be that person. Mm -hmm. And then what do you think is the easiest way for someone to start believing that? So <laughs> I have a method that I used, um, when I was getting through making the choice to leave my marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, also the same method that I used when I was deciding to become live a sober life and also, um, with my weight loss, mm -hmm. I've these three specific struggles in my life. When I look back at how I navigated them, it was always this method. And I had to get really, really specific on the vision of that girl and what I wanted. I knew what I had, but how did I want to feel? What did I want to people to think of me? What did I want? How did I want to show up in the world? 
I got so granularly specific as far as like, well, I want my mornings when I was going through the divorce thing, I was like, okay, I want my mornings to look like this. I want to have enough time to relax and make a cup of pour over coffee. And I want to have the, the finances to be able to afford really beautiful coffee beans. Mm. Like it sounds yeah. so silly. No, that sounds amazing. This is manifesting. Yes. It doesn't sound silly totally. to me. Totally. <laughs> But, you know, being a designer and being super visual, Mm -hmm. I equate it to creating a personal brand. Yeah. So the way I do this for companies is I look at, uh, look at their competitors. I look at other businesses in the same space. I look at other things that inspire and have a similar core. Mm -hmm. I did the same thing with myself. So like Gabby and Marie Forleo and, um, Ariana Huffington, like th- I took all these people who were already inspiring me so much. And mm-hmm. I said, well, what is it about them that I love? And what is it that I want to embody and sort of cherry pick those things and create this persona mm-hmm. because I knew where I was, was not where I wanted to be. I knew I could get to wherever I wanted. I just needed to have that super hyper focused view on what it was. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I've done every single time. Like when I was going, when I was getting sober, it was, you know, how did I want to feel at a party and how did I want to feel the next morning? And what did that morning feel like? Not waking up hungover. Um, it's big, huge, but you just, it helps so, so much to have that visual. I started wearing heels. I would dress up. I started getting really, really into makeup because it wasn't something it's, and I, I don't want people to think that it's not being yourself, really what you're doing is getting down to your core and who you've been all this time and finding her again and bringing her out. Mm -hmm. Yep. You're tuning into that inner light. Yep. Yeah. And taking away all the blocks that are, you know, holding her down. Yeah. Or just, you know, teaching her really. And sometimes those are really hard choices. Like you're going to, like I had to end a marriage. It was nothing I ever thought I would do. Right. Right. But I'm sure afterwards, like, what did it feel like afterwards? Huge relief. Yeah. Yeah. To know that I didn't have to be beholden to somebody else's misaligned life. Yeah. That was huge. And it, I thought it was going to be scary, but I, I, I visualized everything. The one thing that I really had trouble with was how was I going to be a single mom and take my kids on vacation? Mm. And like, what did that look like? Mm -hmm. And in building this persona and building this personal brand, there's things that you're going to have to do to kind of test it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like, like I mentioned before, there were times where I had this vision and then I get there and I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, you know, testing that and making sure that it is aligned with you is important. But what I had to do with the kids, my daughter was, I don't think she was two yet. And, um, my son then was like almost four and I took him into the city, um, by myself. Wow. I bought tickets to go see the Christmas spectacular. We went to see the tree. We got hot dogs in the street. We had like a day of yes. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew I went. Wow. And I had the best day and I was like, oh, I can do this. I, this is, this is, if it's only ever the three of us, this is amazing. Yeah. Talk about empowerment. 
Yeah, it was, it right? was cool. If you can make it, if you could take two, two toddlers into New York City, you could go anywhere. <laughs> like, legitimately, yeah, it was a good test. <laughs> <laughs> My God, I have trouble in Target with one. <laughs> yeah, it was Props. good. <laughs> That's awesome. But those moments that I think setting those tests for yourself are really important too, because you don't, you know, it's upsetting to go down a road thinking you want something so badly. And then when you get it, you don't. So those little, little checks and balances as you're going are, are key. Yeah. And it's, it's always okay too. Like when you do get there and you realize that that isn't for you, or this isn't what you want Mm -hmm. to just realign and pivot and come back to the drawing board, you know, come back to building that brand. Yeah. When I was in the city, the things that I learned at that job were for, I mean, forget it. Amazing. I use them, those skills to this day. I learned that companies like huge, huge corporate companies aren't, um, they're not scary. They're just people. Mm -hmm. Um, right. I learned a lot of skills on every step of the way on my journey that I take with me to whatever it is that I move on to next. Mm -hmm. And that's beautiful. And you're still looking, you know, you're still having that joy behind you, which I think is uh, the biggest thing. I love it. I love the theme. I think we're all kind of in a really unique um, position where we have all these digital assets. We have all these digital tools, I guess. Um, I remember when I was in high school and I had a teacher and he was sort of like hippy dippy and super cool. And we used to hang out there and lunch. (laughs) And he was the first person to tell me your generation is going to be the one that we'll have several different types of careers. Like you could be really anything you want and shift Mm -hmm. gears and change at any point. Yeah. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I feel like when I was in, when I was in high school, I had a teacher, same kind of teacher, which is funny. Um, But they were like, it was, I feel like it was a psychology class about like marriage or something. And they were like the way that we have soulmates, like your generation will be, have like sole jobs in a sense, like, Mm. but you'll have multiple ones. So it'll be like, you know, maybe you'll be in love with being a teacher for a little while and then you'll shift gears and you'll do this for a little bit and it'll be okay. Whereas like our parents' generation, like my dad's always been an electrician. Like he will always just, just not just be an electrician, but that's his, that's his route, you know? Whereas like someone in our generation might try to be an electrician for a little bit and realize they don't like it. Maybe they do something else. Right. Right. And all of these things can be really good, sustainable careers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I kind of want to shift gears a little bit and talk about how you manage all of your different hats. So now, especially now that you've shifted and you're, you are working from home. So how does it, how does your, you know, your day look like where you're wearing, like, do you take your hat off and then you're a mom or like, how does, how does the flow work? Um, I try and live with as much balance as I possibly can. So I know, you know, today I have calls until two o'clock. Um, so I know that's like dedicated business time. I don't have time for my family and my kids. And I let them Mm -hmm. know that like mom is, you know, pretty much blocked out this time. Um, but I took the hour before this call to make my daughter Mm -hmm. and my son pancakes, Mm -hmm. um, and spend some time with them and kind of look at their day. If I have something coming up that I know it's particularly stressful day, what works for me is waking up really early. So I love being up at four thirty, five o'clock, mm-hmm. 
starting that morning with, you know, my, my pour over coffee with my gourmet beans, like (laughs) still living that, that perfect day, um, or starting that perfect day, the way I want to start it instead of being beholden to somebody else's timeframes or because pretty much eight o'clock, I start getting emails, messages, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then I, I have an assistant who is, you know, amazing. So she takes on a lot, uh, takes a lot off my plate before I had her, it was a lot harder. So I needed to make some changes to make sure that I had more balance. I had time for my husband and my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, most nights I'm finished working between five 30 and six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much we have a, a somewhat solid schedule of Wednesday, Wednesday nights, we do nothing. Mm. Um, but then Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, we usually have something going on. Mm-hmm. And then Saturdays are pretty, uh, the weekends are pretty sacred, whether it be the three of us or just my husband and I, mm-hmm. the four of us, I mean, um, we, we really try and stick to all those things. And I try and give them my time as much as I can, um, without, you know, when it's time for them, it's it, I'm, I'm there. I'm a hundred percent. Um, that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just setting up the structure and setting up the, the backups I need. Like if I have too many projects that I need more team members, like mm-hmm. I, I have a pretty substantial circle of freelancers that I can pull in. So, I'll say, you know, okay, I'm going to offload these four things to this one and that one. Cool. Well, that's definitely, that's definitely helpful. And it takes some of the stress off of you. Yeah. Um, what does, I have like a few more questions and then, um, if there's anything else that you want to share, but what does your self-care look like? Like, so how do you fit that in? Um, you help. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So meditations, things like that. I'm fairly inconsistent, but I do find space some every day to do something for myself. Um, whether it's just lighting a candle and taking a minute or reflecting at night or, um, you know, listening to some guided meditations at bedtime. It's, it's never, I mean, the consistency is that it happens every day. It's just, I never know when I'm going to fit it in, but that is, yeah, it's something that I really need. So I always make yeah. sure I get it in. Cool. I think the coffee in the morning sounds like the most magical self-care thing ever. You might have it to send really me those beans because <laughs> I have trouble finding ones that I actually like. Yeah. Um, it's a so moment. is there anything else that you would like to share with the Grace Chasers? Um, I think just, you know, there's nothing that you can't do. I mean, I feel like this audience knows that already. Yeah. Um, but it's always good for the reminder <laughs> and to yeah. hear, hear from someone who's living it. Yeah. I know? think it's just really finding that belief and, and w- however you can do that, whether it's my visual method of creating your personal brand or something else that speaks to you, like find that thing that allows you to really change your story and, mm-hmm. and be able to achieve that goal. Cause there's really literally nothing. Um, yeah, that we can't do as humans. We're pretty amazing beings. We are. That's for sure. I love it. So I always end every podcast by asking the three, three questions. Um, so the first one is what's your favorite moon phase? Cause you know, we're obsessed with the moon. I know, but there's like the inconsistency thing in my life and unstructured <laughs> some things. Um, I never track like how I feel during the month. So I, and I know I have to, um, it's okay. Which one excites you the most? I have no idea. <laughs> like I don't, when we were on the farm, 
I uh-huh. felt amazing. I don't even know what yeah. phase that was though. I think it was a full moon, right? That was full moon. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. maybe it's the full moons that I, so that full I... moon is, um, that was the full moon. And then the new moon is when we manifest. So the full moon is all about like nourishing and it's a time when you want to be seen and your energy might be up, but it, yeah. it does vary per person like right and, and every cycle too is could be well, different our last new moon circle mm-hmm. I felt incredible yeah so yeah. I don't know I was energized um I feel like a lot of my shifting happens with hormones yeah um throughout my month yeah. that's that's probably the, the biggest thing I noticed so the next thing would be to sync your cycle with the cycle of the moon yes that would and be then great. and then you'll really because that's what what happened for me it was you know, I, and it also changes every six months. So it was like the full moon was good. The new moon sucked. Then it was like the new moon was good. And the full moon was the full moon was what sucked. So it's just interesting to kind of see how that plays out. Um, but next is your favorite crystal. Labradite. Oh, that's one of mine too. I have my little pretty one. I can can see her. (laughs) You guys can't, but that's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I don't remember how I came into my life, but I knew I was searching for it. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if I ordered it or where I found it, but yeah, it's a point. And I feel like it, um, gives me a lot of, of creativity, um, and a source of inspiration. So I always keep it on my desk except when I'm charging it. I love it. It's beautiful. Um, and then your favorite indulgence, which we've already talked about, but you can tell us again. It's coffee in all forms. I actually really, really love, um, Four Sigmatic has a chaga coffee. That's so good. So I try and limit myself to two cups a day, but then I'll sneak in a chaga if I can. Mm, Nice. (laughs) And they have a, um, uh, a co- a cacao one too, that a lot of times I'll drink that when we talk. Yeah. It just feels like, right. Ceremonial. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love cacao. Um, awesome. Well, Kendra, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your magic and your light with the grace chasers. It's been wonderful talking with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was, it was lovely. I think I just want to say one other thing. Yeah. Of um, course. Don't be afraid to redefine who you are. Mm. We're not stuck in a box and we're not one thing to sort of circle yeah. back to the very first thing we talked about. Like yeah. your titles change throughout your entire life. So don't yeah. be afraid of changing your titles. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you. And I'm going to include your um, links in the show notes so that they can find your podcast and your website and they can hey. connect with you. Yeah. Come check us out. Right. <laughs> thank you. Take care. You too. Thank you for joining me this week on the Grace Chaser podcast. Are you a Grace Chaser? A Grace Chaser is an inspired woman engaged in the daily pursuit of beauty, compassion, and strength. Through her daily practice of tuning into inner grace, she achieves a deep inner peace that nourishes her mind, her body, and her soul. If that sounds like you, or if you would like it to sound like you, I'd love for you to check me out on Instagram at Casey underscore Marandino, or you can find me on Facebook. We have a tribe on there, Grace Chasers Group. Or you can check me out on my website, CaseyMarandino.com, and there's links for all of those places on my website. And I'd really appreciate it if you subscribed to catch every new episode. 
and if you'd like to leave me a review so I can continue bringing you fresh new content. I look forward to seeing you next week. Namaste.